Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome to Wildcast Studios for another playoff episode of the Wildcast Podcast, round two playoff episode. Your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats, as always, finishers. I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. I am all caught up on Love is Blind. Oh, I, Did, have you watched the reunion? We was... are. So it was an hour and a half reunion. Um, we started watching some of it and then we paused and we got to come back to watch the final half hour. Yes. So did you watch it live? No, we did not watch it live. Because, did you hear about what happened? Yes. So yeah. many people wanted to. They couldn't watch they, it live. Overloaded Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's uh, it was supposed to be like live, yeah. like a live reunion. Not so and, much. And uh, so many people. We're interested in watching it and uh, blew out. Uh, yeah, because you watched the actual show like a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, so we had shared Netflix with my ex-wife forever because mm-hmm. whatever. And then when they decided to go against it, they were like, we're like, well, we don't need to pay $8.99. We got 75 other different streaming channels. Mm-hmm. And then we got into a way to get Netflix and... Well, first thing you got to do when you got a weekend is watch Love is Blind and catch up on all that. And um, I don't know if you saw my wife's post. I counted the likes on episode eight from Micah, 73 of them. And that was just Oof. of the hour episode. Wow. That was 45 minutes. It was like yeah. 13 every sentence oh she said. Um, Brett, every time he came on the screen, I was like, Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me of him. And, uh, yeah, I'd seen some things on TikTok about um, Irina looking like beans and looking like other characters, and she's just not a good person um, from the get-go. But, yeah, it's the trash you thought it would be. and uh, Garbage TV show, but you can't help but it. You can't help but watch it and sucked into it, yeah. Get, it, get right into it. Yeah. It's like all those stupid romance. <laughs> um, yeah. I, Love is Blind is just – it's different just because the whole concept behind yeah. the show – uh, but all the other goofy love things. Yeah, no, it's that one's kind of cool because it's in real time and it's yeah. you don't get to see the person. I think we talked about this last year. It'd be mm. it'd be an interesting concept to see the average person, like not what society deems beautiful. Yeah, um, maybe a bigger man or woman on mm-hmm. there, or mm-hmm. even you know a trans person or yeah. and and of course with that you got to make sure that everybody is okay with that in the mm-hmm. show like mm-hmm. because you never know who you're going to end up with or yes. end up um falling in love with without seeing them but i wonder if we'll kind of see something transition no pun intended into that where it's not nines and tens yeah every season that's true because i mean the men are the men are gorgeous the yeah. women are gorgeous and yeah. uh you're right there's they need to kind of go in a different direction with the show uh to make it more i guess visible to the other minor the you know the other communities out there and mm-hmm. uh and, and i think that's what you've seen that with a lot of other reality shows you know big brother is is probably the we're probably the first ones uh to to bring in you know members of the of the gay community members of the of, of the trans community it's um that's kind of what makes the show so much more welcoming and inviting to mm-hmm. uh, to those to to apply to be on the show and you're right those yeah those other Netflix shows have kind of they've got to start branching in, into that direction as well 
Yeah, and even if even if they don't end up finding someone and getting married on the show, just mm-hmm. the fact that they were in the pod and they were included and it would be it, we'll see if it if it comes to um comes to fruition. But you talked about your other show and one of the first ones that was doing that and that's Big Brother yes. and um for all our Big Brother fans, which I don't know how many messages you get about it. I get, uh, well, I get one, and it's Clint, and he's always like, I am so glad you're actually talking about something I want to listen to. And I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, nothing against you. I just don't follow the Wildcats as much as you do. But when you talk Big Brother, I tune in. And I'm like, all right, well, from X day to X day, here you go. You get your three or four minutes of Big Brother. So, so Clint's um, a Big bro- big Brother Canada guy? Huge Big oh, Brother yeah. fan, like in yeah. general, like all of them. Big, he, I don't know if he's a big Survivor fan as much as he is, but... He was a, a big Survivor fan, Big Brother. Um, oh, what's that singing one? Were they with uh, the Mace. coaches? Oh, the voice. The voice. Yeah. You like that guy will say you need to listen to this song three months before that person actually gets developed, just because he saw them on the Voice. Huge Voice fan. So for Clinton, all the other Big Brother fans, uh, what do you got? Yeah. So um, last week uh, we said goodbye to uh, John, John the Newfoundlander. Um, so he was, uh, he was a good guy. You yep. know, I think everybody liked John cause, cause who doesn't like Newfies? That's true. Right. Um, now I will be honest. I'm not exactly caught up on the show. Um, I do know that, um, I'm trying to think of who, so Claudia won the HOH. So mm-hmm. she's, of course, is she's the finest thing to come out of Kensington, Kensington. since the yeah, Frosty yeah. Treat. Yeah. Right. So she's, uh, not Frosted Tips. Frosty Treat. treat. That's right. Um, so she, she's the uh, head of household this week. Um, I'm just trying to think. The nominees are not coming to my mind, but I can easily pop them up here if you give me, you know, 30 seconds, uh, which the nominees are, my apologies, people. I should have been prepared for this particular question. Uh, however, I, I was not. Uh, we know that Ty won't be nominated because her and Ty are kind of a showmance. Oh, okay. There it put is. It like that. That's the first one of the year. Um, I correct myself. She nominated Hope and Ty for eviction. <laughs> um, so I apparently may have missed where they broke up. Which or is, is that part of the strategy? That could be very well part of the strategy. Um, I wasn't aware that she would go and turn against Ty. So that's kind of a bit of a surprise. Uh, and yeah, when it comes to power of veto, uh, you've got, um, where are we here now? Um, so Ty won the power of veto, so he's going to save himself obviously. And, uh, he's, that guy's got nine lives, (laughs) you know, he's, he's been up for eviction so many times he's ended up saving himself. Um, so at this point right now, I mean, if he gets further into the game final two, he can use that to his advantage and, you know, in, in his, in his speech. Right. So, Um, the replacement nominee is, let me look at the, maybe it doesn't say, uh, kind of seems like a strategy to put Ty and the other person up knowing Ty is really good at saving himself. He mm-hmm. saves himself. Their showmans can stay and they get rid of the other one. Plus whoever the replacement is. Yeah. And I don't think they've done the actual ceremony yet by the looks of it. So okay. that's, um, that must be later, maybe tonight. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of your big brother. I wasn't prepared for that question. I should be prepared for that question every week. Um, but, yeah, Claudia is a HOH. She nominated Hope and Ty, Taiwan POV. And from what I can gather is they have yet to have the POV ceremony okay. for the 
replacement nominee, but um, probably Koozie, as my guess, would be the replacement. And she's the kind of one who could easily maybe flip the votes and get uh, and get Hope evicted. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Um, we're into the second round of the Q playoffs, first round of the NBA playoffs, which means the Stanley Cup playoffs are just around the corner. So I can't, uh, can't not have your predictions there, sir, since uh, we're so good at these. Um, NBA playoffs? No, Stanley me, Cup. Stanley please Cup. Please don't ask me for NBA. No, I couldn't tell you NBA. Um, no, couldn't either. I know the Raptors blew it. Yep. Um, because and, of DeRozan's daughter. Yes, that's right. Uh, and NHL playoffs. Uh, what do we want here? Uh, your Stanley Cup final. Stanley Cup final, um, coming out of the East, uh, the Boston Bruins. Okay. And uh, you'll appreciate this one, Adam. Yeah. Coming out of the West, the Edmonton Oilers. Nice. <laughs> nice. I do appreciate that, actually. Um, I've got the Oilers coming out of the West because, A, I'm an Oilers fan, but, B, I also was on Sports Corn TV, and Chris asked me if the Oilers could, if this was their year. It, I, it feels like it is. Um, and I'm going to continue to stick with the President's Cup curse where the team that wins the President's Cup doesn't end up getting to the final. So I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. We're gonna well, you want a rematch? We're going to have an 06 rematch, yeah. Okay. And then if once we actually get to the final, then we'll give more of our prediction on the final. But, um, yeah, Boston, Edmonton, Carolina, Edmonton. That's, yep. that's, what I, that's what I, you know, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I think uh, as much as I believe in the President's Cup curse – uh, I also think Boston's got a. They're so good. They're so they're so good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think they're too good, mm-hmm. and that's what I think is going to kind of be their their downfall, is being too good. As long as as long as Tampa gets out of the first round, it's always considered a success. <laughs> oh man, it's always. That's I got twenty a, bucks on Tampa getting out of the first round. This, yeah, yeah, a guy at work. He's like, no, Tampa Bay's getting like you've seen them. They're not winning. I'm like, bro, there's like. A month and a half left in the regular season. They're not built to win in the regular season. They're yeah. built to win in the playoffs. Exactly. They've got the experience. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be a good series. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, generally it comes down to goaltending and Vasilevsky or Samsonov or Murray or whoever the Leafs haul, whoever they got in goal, I think I'll take my chances with Vasilevsky. The UNB goalie from yeah. a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at some point, Toronto's got to get past, but I just don't see it to most – it's kind of that hump. They got to get over. Mm-hmm. You got to get over Tampa Bay, just like Edmonton's got to get over either Vegas or Car- or uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, as we move forward, all right. Don't forget to follow us on social media: Twitter, Moncton Wildcast. That was a blaze this past weekend. Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. TikTok, Wildcast Podcast. And of course, you can like and subscribe here on the YouTube. Let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. All right, so last week uh, when we recorded before game one, um, I think we talked about it. I'm not sure if it had come out yet, but Maxime Massé was named Rookie of the Year. Uh, again, I don't think he was on either of our radars as you had Malofsky, I think. I had Malofsky. Yeah, yeah and you had Zonin, but um, yeah. Yeah, he's a phenomenal player. Defensive Rookie of the Year, it was uh, Marcus Kiersey from Charlottetown. Bit of a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be. We had hoped it would be Steinman, but they weren't going to give it to an OHL goaltender. And I can't remember who the other. It was. Um, Who's the other nominee? Gabriel Degg. Okay, yeah. Then that was a very big surprise that it wasn't Gabriel mm-hmm. Degg. Yeah. Hmm. Only played twenty games. I guess that could be an argument as to why he didn't win it. But yeah, Marcus Kiersey, Um Interesting uh, selection. Yeah. I don't know. 
if there was I can't think of anyone else that it might have been. I mean, he had a really good year in Charlottetown, so but a clearly a quiet year by the sounds of it. So maybe we should be paying attention to him a little more going into next season. I think that's what happens too when teams are in that rebuilding phase and you're not really you're just kind of looking at the twenties that are rebuilding mm-hmm. it. You're unless you're a fan of that organization, like I'm sure people in Charlottetown have no doubt that Marcus Kiersey was going to win that award and mm-hmm. he's been on Lucas Holden podcast a few times, uh, twice I think. So he's getting the love over there. It's just maybe on a Charlottetown team that isn't quite winning and it's kind of in a rebuild. Maybe people just kind of forget about that. Um, your next, uh, your next award coming up is most sportsmanlike and effective player, not just sportsmanlike. You've got to be effective. Um, Belgard, Biasca and Justin Robidaw. And then best defensive forward, Zach Dean. How was Dume not in that? Didn't I say he only had six penalty minutes? Yeah. I believe, yeah. I believe he's only got six. Wow. On the year. What the hell? How is he not in that category? Unless Biasco only has like two penalty minutes. (laughs) I mean, that just... Yeah, six six pa- pims. Six, six pims last year. Six pims this year. Yeah. What does Biasca have? Like, he's Two? pretty effective, if you ask me. <laughs> That's uh, some points. Yeah, I'd say he's pretty effective. I mean, Biasca. Like, this guy never take penalties. Nope. He's got four. Holy shoot! <laughs> Man, start egging these guys on a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Get in the box. Trying wow. to find. That's crazy. One because. Didn't he go like a? I think Dume went like a long time without even having a penalty. I think yeah. that's wild. Four penalty minutes. No, game by game. And six. Yeah, regular season. So Dume, he got his first one early on in October. One in November, two in November, and then he didn't take a penalty again until January. And then wow. He hasn't taken a penalty from January till this series against. Was it this series against Moncton or against Cape Breton? Um, game four against Cape Breton. So that's crazy. I guess that's how he's not on the list. Which, yeah, because you had mentioned he's he's. Uh, I mean, obviously he's quite effective, and yeah, he didn't have a lot of penalty minutes. So hmm. Bellegarde must have had something like that too. So um, that's April twentieth, and then the Guy Carbonell Trophy for best defensive forward: Zach Dean, Nathan Goche, and Milo Rollins. Probably Zach Dean. If I had to guess on that one. Um, your U18 team was announced. Uh, the only Q player on that team is the aforementioned Gabriel Dagg in goal. A um, couple big names left off it. Obviously, Moran's still playing, uh, but Rookie of the Year, Massey wasn't on there. Justin mm-hmm. Poirier was on there. Uh, Latan, uh, Tournier. I doubt it's a situation like in the pros where after a long season, they just don't want to go or just they want the rest kind of thing but it's just a little odd that those teams weren't named and maybe they had to have the roster without knowing if Baycomo or Shakutami was going to get to round two and maybe mm-hmm. that's why but um, I mean Tanner Howe's on it they weren't sure if Regina was going to get to round two so yeah. are you a little shocked by those four names um, that aren't on that team well it's a 17 year old tournament so for Massey and Poirier I mean they'd have to play as underagers mm-hmm. and Gabrielle Dagg's playing as underager but I think he's – I don't know if he'll get any playing time. You know, he's a third goalie. I think he's just going there for the for the experience. And just because we know how highly touted he is and he's just 
proving to be on Hockey Canada's radar at, yeah. at a young age. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really shock me. There's probably not many. There's two, two, two O6s okay. on there. And those Macklin Celebrini. That makes sense. And Porter Matone from, uh, he's drafted by. Plays for old Mississauga. Yeah, he was tra- He was in that trade with Sarnia and Mississauga. Yeah, so, so, so those are probably your two, and they weren't yeah. in the playoffs. So yeah, I mean Macklin Celebrini makes sense. Uh, Gabriel Dag. I mean, like I said, he's just probably likely going there because he's on their mm-hmm. their radar and wants to him to get a feel for Hockey Canada. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Moncton wouldn't have made it to the second round, easily Tim Moran's on that team, and uh, Turingi probably could have made it, but. Maybe like it's like you said. Maybe it's just a case of him not wanting to go, and yep. you know wants an extended break. Don't blame the kids. One Q player, one yeah. goalie, and it just when when I saw that, it reminded me of that scene where on Simpsons when Milhouse is playing <laughs> playing frisbee with himself. Yeah, yeah. or that gif where uh, from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air where Will Smith's just like looking around, looking yeah. around. There's no furniture, no nothing in the room. Yeah. It's just like so. <laughs> Can any of you understand me? Or <laughs> I mean, obviously he's probably a little lonely him. for yeah. uh, for Quebec, you know, one Quebec player, but I'm sure he'll manage. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be fine, and he's he, like you said, he's on the radar, and he'll he'll have a few more Q players as he gets the uh, U18s and the U20s and mm-hmm. becomes the next goaltender for for Team Canada. Um, playoff matchups again. Round two has begun. Um, Pretty much going the way that we'll get to our series in a little bit here, but uh, the other series are pretty much going the way we thought. Sherbrooke two nothing, Gatineau two nothing, Quebec two nothing. Wah wah, like you know, we predictable. We about, yeah, yeah, we talked about the top four teams being yeah. twenty points ahead of the next, the fifth team, which was Victoriaville, mm-hmm. and you know, I the series shifts to the other buildings now, but. Same as what I asked the first round. I, I don't know of a team. I mean, Drummondville's kind of kept Sherbrooke close in a couple of the games. Gatineau's run away from a run around at Quebec's having their way with Ramuski. So mm-hmm. I, I don't unforesee these all being sweeps. No, there's, I mean, the cliche is the fourth, the fourth game is always the hardest to win. Yeah. But these, these, these three teams are, I mean, they're super teams against teams who probably want to, compete next year yeah. and but they're just they're putting the the boots they're putting the boots to them really and it's it, i don't know are they going to make are they going to start the third round right away or give them a break and make sure it lines up with the ohl and the whl or they gonna, that's a long that'd be a long yeah. a long break like, i mean sherbrooke has outscored uh drummondville 15 to 4 mm-hmm. gatineau has not allowed a goal in the series Ten nothing. Wow, and Quebec is outscoring Ramuski eleven to four. Jeez, yeah. So, so and even in our series, eight to eight to five. So ours mm-hmm. is a little bit closer, but I mean these three. This is the situation we get into all the time. There's generally three or four super teams, mm-hmm. and you know I don't know if it's because it's East West instead of the old one sixteen that you're getting these second rounds where it doesn't seem like they're going to be long second rounds mm-hmm. um you know and i you know you've seen dave on twitter saying he's not a fan of of the way the trade deadline goes with the futures and everybody loading up and um pat had something on there today where he responded where i think he said you 
every team has to have a first round pick, whether it's theirs or they acquire one, but limit the second rounders that move. Like, yeah. I, I, I just don't know if there's a way that you can kind of even this thing out or if you even want to even this thing out. Because I'm sure the teams that are winning don't really care about. No, they don't. Right? I mean, if, if, if you win, does it really matter what you paid? Yeah. I mean, no. you look at St. John. I mean, they they probably regretted some of their moves after, you know, their upset against Ramuski last year. But, I mean, they ended up winning winning yeah. what they what they wanted to win, right? So, it's it, there's nothing wrong with that. And the sad part is only one, only one team out of these four powerhouses are going to yeah. get a chance to, to go out to the go west. So, we'll see... Um, but really, I mean, if it's if you get to the final, is it really a disappointment? Not really, but it just it, it feels the moves feel better if you you know if you win yeah if you win the cup there. right so yeah well um, that's obviously to be to be determined yeah but there's four four power teams right now that are that you know should easily move on to the third round yeah and and then you've got again. All the teams that are supposed to make it, make it. Quebec, Gatineau, Halifax, Sherbrooke. Mm. And those are two very good third round yep. third round series. So it's, you know, what we're going to lack in a second round, we're going to have um, some unbelievable hockey as we move into round three and round, uh, round four. So um, do you got any other news you can think of? I know that Victoriaville... Did something, but of course I can't read it in French. Oh, did they do something? Well, maybe I'll translate. Yeah. I fell a lecture, uh, do lecture en français. Uh, uh, for you. There they are. Come on, where are you? The Val d'Or four or the Victoriaville Tigers? No, the Val d'Or four. Oh, the fours. Four year. Oh, they did uh, something with this guy Mario. I don't know if they fired him or it gave says, him an ambassador. An excellent nouvelle pour l'organisation. Félicitations pour ce nouvel rôle, Mario. Uh, so that means uh, big news for the organization. Congratulations on your new role, Mario. Who's Mario? No idea. Mario Brill. It looks like he's an ambassador or something. So oh, that's never heard of him. Yeah, no, I don't know if that's. As I said, there might be news in Valdor because it wasn't De Rousseau was the coach, but maybe he's just the new ambassador for the team. So it's like an off ice role. Could be. Congrats, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> we All right. Uh, yeah, that's it for us. Let's get to the uh, Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. Johnny Rocket's probably going to listen back to that and be like, what are you two talking about? <laughs> 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 and then I'll get a voice message of him in English explaining exactly what that was and how big of a moment that was and how big of a moment we just put you that one. Uh, welcome to the Weekly Rewind, presented by Local Sports Pub. Looking for a great place to have some wings, beer, and watch sports with friends and or us. Head to 1715 Main Street, where the Salty Sea Dog used to be. Uh, it's happy hour all day on Mondays, where most products are five fifty a pint. As well, a pound of wings and fries for fifteen ninety nine, And we'll be there for Game 5 Sunday at noon. We know that one's playing. Um, noon. 2 o'clock. Noon. Sorry. I had oh, noon written oh, down. Um, no, not noon. 2 o'clock. Well, again, after two games, we have a series, and I don't think For a lot of people. Now. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people in Halifax thought we'd have a series. Most of the people in Moncton probably didn't think we'd have a series e- either. 
Um, we get a bit of a break between games three and four tonight and tomorrow. Thanks, Kevin Hart. Uh, yeah, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, did you see his private plane, uh, his private jet in Moncton? No. Want to see a picture of it? Boy, do I. I want to see a picture. I got a picture of it here. Were you out there looking at it? Uh, or did you just see the post on it? No. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody wants to. I'd have thought it had been smaller. He's <laughs> this big. Uh, yeah, there you go. If you go on the YouTube. About uh, 23 24, and really squint on that. You can see Kevin Hart's playing, but. Um, yeah, so game one, we were on uh, we were on the YouTube, and basically the cats caught the moose heads flat footed after uh, nine it, days it, off, it's, just it's, like you said. It's like we knew. Yeah, it. it's like those idiots on the podcast yeah. got it right. Especially Blind that, squirrel it, finds a nut once in a while. Especially that in brackets, that especially Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's probably as good as I've seen that hockey team play in sixty minutes. In 2023. So in 2022, they had some good games. But the second half of the season, I probably think that's as good of from start to finish complete game that I've seen that hockey club play. Yeah, I'd have to agree. <clears throat> At the same time, I'm also Halifax just didn't show up. No, no, no. So this could have been, it could have looked good. It could have looked like a good Moncton team. Yep. But it just was a very bad Halifax team. Their first line just never... The Halifax's first line didn't even show up. I mean, I, I didn't even know when they were on the ice. You no. Just they weren't they weren't doing the the magic that they um, that they're used to doing. And yeah, I mean, this was I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. You know, the yeah. fresh legs. I mean, you talk about how grueling a seven game series like that can be, but at the same time, you're going right back into game action. Yeah. Right. There's no, there's no days off. You've got maybe two days off. They, the series wrapped up on the Tuesday, um, you know, and then they had one day off and then they were on the bus to Halifax on the Thursday, you know? So it was the, the game legs, the fresh game legs were probably what won this game for them. Halifax spent their nine days off going bowling and, you know, sitting in a classroom and they were practicing at, Maybe second gear, third gear. Oh yeah, and then decided, and it showed. Yeah, right. It it showed there was there was nothing from Halifax in game one, and we you know kind of yeah you're right we sh I think we shocked their entire fan base. Yep, yeah, we shocked all nine thousand people inside that building. Yeah. Seventy thirty nine hundred people in that building, but you know. As much as Moncton had the game legs and as good as they played, they had to keep taking advantage of it. They had mm -hmm. to find the next one. And, you know, I'd said a perfect start would be weather the storm and get that first goal, but then find that next one. And mm -hmm. and they ended up finding it. And I think the biggest goal of the game was was uh, Barbashev with three seconds left. Yeah, I, I agree. mean if that's if that's three one if that's three nothing going into third period instead of four, Brady Schultz gets that early one and gets that crowd going. There might mm -hmm. be something more, but it was just and you could tell that. As good as Moncton was playing, um, with Halifax being off, even on the power play, I mean, how many times did Lawrence have the puck wide open and it just skipped over his stick, or, mm -hmm. or Boucher, or or Dume, or you know, they just didn't feel like everything was crisp, and I yep. think that could have been that second and third gear in practice mm -hmm. instead of going first gear. And yep, you're playing Moncton, you've beaten them six times since the second half of the year. You don't really have to worry about them. You know, you're on home ice. Yeah. They you had, may get away three two whatever you get a victory and, and you figure it out but I mean they outshot us forty to twenty eight. Steinman stole the game from us, which mm -hmm. is what Chris talked about on the pregame show. Is he can outdo Matias or so, 
And Moncton took advantage of their opportunities and felt very much like when game six, when we just kept coming at uh, Bay Como, coming at them and coming at them, and then they'd get two or three opportunities and they'd be in the back of the net. Yeah. You're just like, good Lord. Like Moncton just, they took advantage of their opportunities. And it was like you said on, on YouTube, they've exceeded our expectations. Yeah. They, they were better than they were in 2019. Yep. We won in seven and got swept. Yep. So, it's it's a situation where as good as that felt, and I said it on uh, on the YouTube. Can they win a second one? Can they win a second one? And mm-hmm. how do you bottle that up and bring it to a second one? Because you yeah. know the Mooseheads are coming, and holy shit, did they come? Um, seven to one, they were so much better. They switched up their lines, mm-hmm. and they just dominated. They got uh, they got the crowd in early with a early goal, I believe, from it was tipped off Larue. Yeah, um, and it just stormed. Never looked back. Never looked back. Um, I don't care who you play. You have five shots in the first period, five shots in the second period, and four for a total of 14. You ain't beating anybody in this league, especially Halifax. Like, they didn't even really challenge Rousseau Mm -hmm. to be better when they kind of took advantage of him. Um, But 15 shots in the second period of five goals, and that was kind of it for Steinman. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that was it for Steinman, not because it was his fault. I think two of them were tipped. Probably the worst game of fives... Wildcats career. Yep. Um, it wasn't all him. It was the guys in front of him. But you can't leave him in that net four, six, and seven, and eight because then Halifax knows that it's over. Mm-hmm. Philion got the third. I thought Philion played all right for the first time in two weeks. Yep, you're right. I mean, it's uh, yeah. There is uh, there is some turnovers in that game that um, probably yeah. we're not used to seeing. Shouldn't have been turned over. Yeah. You know these were. Um, the so, Olay stick from Dume. Yeah, like. yeah, those those were not pretty, and no. I, I think we'll see a bounce back game from um, from Morin. He knows it, and yeah, uh, yeah we'll so we'll see we'll see him bounce back on on Wednesday for sure. It's that's I don't think there's any any doubt any doubt in that whatsoever. Uh, Steinman's going to be better. The whole team is going to be better. Because uh, frankly, you're on home ice and. You know, um, you know Halifax will have their contingency there, and you want, uh, you know, you don't want them to uh, take control of of the rink. That's that that just yeah. makes things embarrassing. So, yeah, we need to uh, make sure there's a better crowd for for those games than there was in in round one, and hopefully, um, you know, be opportun opportunistic, and hopefully, you know, the hope is to win one of them. Yeah. You know, you you don't. Uh, uh, you don't want to go back to Halifax down three one. No. If anything, you know, let let's let's just hope you win one of the games in Moncton. You know, it's I'm not expecting both wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually expecting, honestly, if I if I were to rank the three, I would say, ranking one the split as number one. A split is number one. Two Halifax wins is number two. And then two Moncton wins as, you know, way down. Seventh. Way down. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My my sincere hope is that yeah. it's it's 2-2 two, two going to Halifax for game five. That's my – I think that's what everybody wants. Yeah, and, and they've shown they can do that, and they know what Halifax is, and they've mm-hmm. they've played them well at home and, and on the road early in the year, and you just got to draw on early in the year. 
Um, you have to draw on that game one. That was that was five's worst game since January 18th. He was minus five. That just shows you how, and that was against Charlottetown, but that just shows you. Oh boy. Was, how that, was that the game we went to watch at the local? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sure oh. was. Um, that just shows you how consistent he's been. He's had one game of minus five, and that minus three was his worst one since then. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not going to harp on, on that. I just wanted to make that point. Like that, that doesn't happen often. It was a one off. It wasn't only him. Everybody was, everybody was just kind of. I don't want to say they were resting on the laurels of game one, but it just looked like all the juice they had from round one just kind of got sucked out of the building when that goal went in seven minutes in because they'd been playing pretty good. I mean, they'd mm-hmm. been outshot like 10 to one up until the, the first cleaning break um, ice scrape thing. So um, they're going to have to be disciplined though, moving forward because yeah. this series has taken a nasty turn. Um, I mean, Halifax was three for nine. You give them nine power plays. I'm surprised it was only three, to be honest. Monkson mm-hmm. was 0 for 5. To play to beat Halifax, you have to play perfect, mm-hmm. which they did in game one. They caught Halifax on not Napping. thinking. Yeah, yeah flat-footed. Yeah. To beat Halifax when they're not flat-footed, you're going to have to play especially perfect, which is no penalties. And if you get a power play, you take advantage of mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, quit trying to take guys to the box with you just skate out of the junk as much as you can i know you're trying to intimidate them but you're not going to intimidate halifax mm-hmm. you're not they know they're better than you they're standing show they're better than you a 7-1 victory shows they're better than you coming into game three there's no point mm-hmm. um now i will address the social media aspects of being <laughs> a podcast on twitter oh zach larue has the hit on Loshing. I don't know if Loshing will be back. Hopefully these extra two days will help us get a Tybo back and a Loshing back. Um, so I had a tweet come out that in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the game, I was sitting at the bar. I wasn't drunk or anything, but I just had I got home and looked at it. Maybe I don't tweet it. But in the middle of the game, um, I tweeted that it was a blindside hit. Point of contact was the head. It was LaRue. It should have been an intent to injure. I had, I want to say, 101 comments on this. Like, it was the most popular tweet I think we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, now, looking back on it, I still disagree. I still think it was a dirty blindside hit. And I know people are like, well, yeah, but look at the picture. Like, he's looking right at him. In a split second, he's looking right at him. They, they were able to catch him looking, like, Loshing looking at... Um, LaRue with that picture that Halifax put up, which kudos to them on the troll level of using that picture. <laughs> um, but in a 6-1 hockey game, that hit doesn't need to be delivered. And, and I got a lot of comments of the 101. Where's this tweet here? 50, 58,000 views or whatever. Interactions. Interactions. 113 comments. and. Mm-hmm. I would say 113 of them were, it was a clean hit. It was a clean hit. Mm-hmm. It was not checking to the head. It was, and I didn't engage with any of them because there's no point, but um, it's a six, one hockey game. That's what LaRue is. He's an on the edge player. That's what we liked about him when he was here. So we hate about him in green. He didn't need to make that hit. And I still think he, he got the head. Maybe not the principal point. It was in the chest. Maybe the top of his shoulder pad hits Loshing's head. But it's just it, it's just a hit that I was 
I didn't. It was a player hit. That's fuck it. It was the player that did it mm-hmm. at the time in a six one hockey game. Could Zach LaRue have missed the hit? Absolutely. If it's if it's a two one game and there's four minutes left and he delivers that hit, I'm not as angry. And you know, I'm not going to social media with that should be five in a game or whatever. The five in the game part, that was all ref management to get Zach LaRue out. I don't even know if we have anyone to go after Zach LaRue other than Hamel, because we've seen that guy fight. And he's not going to lose many fights. No. So, um, but that you, you're coming off that hit, and, I, and I'll take full. It wasn't as egregious as I thought it was in that moment. Once I took some time, I'm like, yeah, I got him more in the shoulder, but the head was involved. It just, it was the timing of the hit. It was the 6-1 score. Um, but Moncton has to stay away from that. They cannot chase him all over the ice trying to either exact revenge or goading him in because the best revenge for that type of hit is winning hockey games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, at game speed, it didn't look very good, but no. I mean, once, once they, you know, once they showed the replay, as you know, when we were at the bar, I kind of, I was like, okay, well, I'm sorry too far in. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, I'm not deleting it, but that's I, why I didn't respond. once I saw the replay, I was like, okay, it's actually not as bad. And no, I thought he'd come down and got straight up mm-hmm. full um, shoulder into chin, but he actually got him in the chest yeah. and maybe the bounce was up into the chin a little bit, but it, it was the time, the six, mm-hmm. one lead, the seven or eight minutes left in the game. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think they kicking, you know, giving him the major probably was a good thing. Yeah. You know, because if he's back on the ice two minutes later, you know, that's just going to boil things over yeah. a little more. Yeah. Uh, and so it, I think it was more the mindset of the referees. Get him out of the game. This game's out of control. It's 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 over. I mean, it's it's a lopsided game. We know what happens in lopsided games. Mm-hmm. You know, emotions can boil over. Yeah. Get him out of here so that, you know, this game doesn't take – a half an hour to complete when there's five minutes left. Yeah. You know, it's uh, to me, I think that's why he was given the five is, you know, just cool the temperature down a little bit, but I mean, that did. didn't really kind of do anything. Yeah. <laughs> there was still a little, you know, rough, rough housing after every whistle. I didn't personally, I didn't see anything wrong with the, with the hit. And I, I just wish, I hope lotion's okay. Because uh, obviously he's a big part of the team, yeah. and if he can't play, well, it's uh, gets an even bigger hill to climb. That, yeah, that's uh, yeah. We took it... five penalties after that hit. Yeah, so all that... roughing, slashing, stuff like that. But yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, and I've been the on the hill of if you're gonna have fighting out of the game, you gotta take these penalties and make them more mm-hmm. tougher situations and and make the the five minutes and the hit from behind is game misconduct and, and police the tougher stuff. And I'm not saying that after this hit LaRue should have fought because you know, it, it, when you go back and look at the replay, it's not as bad as what I originally thought and what you originally thought at game speed. And, you know, I will be as critical on a lot of the officials I can, but you look at that hit at game speed and it's very tough not to think head was hit. And that's, that's the hockey we're in is mm-hmm. anything that's up high close to the head. They're looking, they're looking for that. And like I said, hopefully these extra two days 
Um, allow Lotion to get back in the lineup. Allow Ty Bell to get back in the lineup. Um, because as much as it, uh, we're running out of defensemen, you know, we're running out of forwards. And with Lotion off, even if we get chances in a, in a tight game on the power play, he's a pretty vital piece to that power play. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's got the shot. Everyone's kind of moving that defenseman over to him. Um, on the on the umbrella, they're moving the three one, so they're moving that one guy over so that they can take that shot as close as possible, and it doesn't have time to get speed. But um, you know, he's he's vital to this team's success, especially in the top line. You lose two of your top six players against Halifax, and that mountain just gets that much higher to climb. Yeah, you're 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 damn right on that one. And <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the scenario we were in, you know, when Game Five, right, in Baycomo. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't have Loshing, but still managed to to come out with the with the win. So, I mean, if, if anything, if he's not in the lineup, maybe it's a, a rallying point for the team. Where you know, let's let's try to let's win this for win win these games for him, and um, it'll make it make it a series. Because really, if you look at the um, the Quebec media, the experts, as I like to call <laughs> themselves. Um, not a single one of them had this series going six games. It was either over in four or over in five. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, it, you've, the team's already surpassed my expectations by winning one game. Mine too. Um, winning Which, two games. We did a heck of a job trying to temper everyone's expectations yeah. after game one because yeah. they were, they were over the moon. And, you know, we said Halifax has no problem flipping the switch and winning four in a row nope. and winning four in a row big. And what do they do the next night? Mm-hmm. Seven to one. Yeah. Now it was a one, one hockey game or two, one hockey game till we started getting into penalty trouble. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Lawrence gets a power play goal. Schultz gets a power play goal. And that's over. Yeah. Um, so Moncton's shown the ability to keep Halifax close and keep it within distance. Um, good to see TB 25 get his first in the playoffs, but um, it's just, not first in the playoffs, first ever. Was that the first ever? Yeah, that was his first Q goal. What? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't score at all in the regular season. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just giving him props for his first Q playoff goal. All right, TB twenty five gets his first goal of the year. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I did not. I thought he. I thought he at least got one in the regular season. So um, it's just it's a tough situation where you can't. They're like Quebec. They come in waves. Yeah. And we've, you've said it multiple times we played them like, yes, you can slow down Jordan Dumais, and he doesn't have a goal in this series. He's only got two assists, but Lawrence has got two goals. Zach LaRue's got a goal and three assists. Like, Vitacek, Biasca, like, all the focus is on Dumais as it should be, mm-hmm. but they've got guys up and down the lineup that can put the puck in the net and – it's just something Moncton doesn't have right now, so they got to try and slow this thing down, grind this thing out, and play perfect hockey. And and when you do that, special teams wise, they're one for nine on on the power play. And that was the worry coming to the Bay Como is they started hot on the power play, kind of went ice cold in that series. It's one for nine right now. Mm-hmm. Losing being out on the back end didn't help, and Halifax is three for eleven. So done a pretty good job penalty killing, but you need those momentum goals where because. Halifax gets the two on the power play. If they don't score those and it's still 2-1 with like four minutes left in the second period, you're feeling awfully good about our situation. And I think that's where game three is massive is mm-hmm. control the first 10 minutes and try and get the whatever crowd is going to be in it because right now tickets don't look great. And 
the office is doing their best job of raising ticket prices instead of making it um, a reason to show up affordable. Mm -hmm. But you got to get our crowd somewhat into it by getting a lead early. If, If Moncton can get a lead early, I will feel a lot better than this in game three. Mm-hmm. And like you've said a couple of times, my heart rate on this series isn't going to be what it was against Bay Como because we're not expected to do a whole lot in this series. So, but if we get that game three victory, okay. Game four, my heart rate might be a little bit higher because we have a chance to go up three, one, right? Yeah, I'm just looking at the tickets and they don't look very good. So uh, yeah, like this entire section. Yeah. They I mean, just, they, they look very empty. Yeah, they're very good at filling the sides mm-hmm. with season ticket holders and then not the ends. Yeah. So it doesn't look promising. No, just come out with a two game package for 50 bucks per seat or 50 bucks for the remaining three games, whatever, I don't know, 20 bucks a seat, 10 bucks a seat. Just do something to get mm-hmm. this the crowd into it because it's pretty tough to go play uh, in a 7 and 8 thousand when they have the next night nine thousand people on saturday eighty five hundred wow we're gonna have twenty two twenty three probably uh, we'll get three thousand you think we'll get three thousand oh yeah yeah well i guess the halifax fans are coming yeah so yeah no that would make sense um any other thoughts going into game three probably going to three four and five because i don't think we'll have a show before game five unless mm-hmm. they, you know unless it's going to six then maybe we'll have a show before that sunday re- reflecting on two and looking ahead to two but um, thoughts? Just thoughts for Monday. Wednesday. Uh, right. Thoughts for Wednesday. Wednesday. I think you, you've kind of nailed it on the head. You know, you got to stay out of the box because Halifax has a lethal power play. Um, you've got to hope that um, you know Loshing's available. Uh, but if he's not, like I said, maybe use it as a rallying uh, cry, cry, or you know, tool to get maybe go out and win, win for him. You mm-hmm. know, because. Uh, do what you got to do to to make this uh, to prove the experts wrong because it's only it takes one more one one more win to make all those Quebec media douchebags look like complete fools, <laughs> right? And that's that's all it takes. <laughs> you know, you've 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 got ours our expectations succeeded already. Doing another game in this series, I think would would be huge for you know the the team, the organization. Uh, so and it just puts a tiny seed of doubt in Halifax. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be the biggest seed, but mm-hmm. game one, you put a little bit of seed. They had to be better in game two. Yeah, you win game three in your own barn. Now you maybe plant a little bit of a seed mm-hmm. where they know they have to be really good in game four. That's and that's it. Just just make make Halifax worry a little bit. Yeah, and that's all. That's all you need is for them to start skating around and and. You know, gripping their sticks a little too tight and and having that a little bit of concern in the back of their mind, and that's all it's going to take to really for Moncton to maybe take advantage. So one more win, and you know you've you've done more. Season of success. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. It's you win two games uh, in a series against Halifax. I'm I'm more than more than pleased. Yeah. All right, you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Sure. All right. Eric Murray, realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. So this one's a big one. $64 million big one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the uh, stick tap of the week is uh, going out to the uh, the night shift workers at the Walmart in Bathurst. <laughs> really? 
for having 64 million reasons to no longer have to work again. The largest jackpot ever won in Atlanta, Canada. Um, That's $64 million. um, Won the Saturday 649 gold ball draw. Uh, I, I don't know how many of how many workers are overnight, but I mean, even if there's 20, you're still coming home with a pretty good, yeah. a pretty good paycheck. And I can't, I don't think there's six, there's 20 employees working at the no, Walmart and Bathurst that, overnight. Yeah, you maybe know. like 10. Yeah, I mean, you're you're thinking that's 6.4 million dollars a person. However, it's money. It's life changing money. Yeah, that's it, man. Like that's if it was one person, I'd be like. Go travel the world and don't even have a worry. But, I mean, I love the fact that it's a group that won it. Yeah. You know, it, it just makes more millionaires, uh, and that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I when I saw that, when I woke up Saturday morning, I saw Sunday morning when I saw that, I think Johnny Rocket was the first person I texted. I said, is it you? You can become the majority owner of the Teton. <laughs> and, uh, no, it wasn't him. So, Aww. yeah, he's not an overnight worker at Walmart. No, that's unfortunately not. But uh, that's that's crazy. Um, they no one's stepped up to claim it yet. That's uh, strictly a rumor. Probably because they're all laying on the floor. Yeah, passed out, heart attacks. But that's um, good for them. What would really. you do if you won? Let's say you're part of the ten. You won six point four. Won First 6. thing 4 you do four million dollars. <laughs> what would I do? I'd finally go on a honeymoon. <laughs> For like a month? Well, yeah. yeah. Go for like three weeks with, with your wife and then yeah. fly your daughter down. Be married, uh, what, six years this summer? And we still haven't gone on our honeymoon? What? Nope. You're not counting Ma- the draft? Megan, You're not counting the draft in Quebec as your no. honeymoon? Megan okay. went on a honeymoon, but without me. So we got married, and then she went whale watching and stuff with one of her friends from Ontario. <laughs> and I went back to work the next day. <laughs> So um, yeah, we no, we we've still never been on a honeymoon. Um, wow, probably take Avery to Disney Worlds. Yeah, um, get all the trips and stuff, and and you know the debts and all the anything that needs paid off, pay that off. Take get family vacation, and then just live, retire. Yeah, first thing I do is buy a Lamborghini. I've always wanted a Lamborghini, and they always say when you buy when you win that much money. Just go buy the stupidest thing. Is that the card that has the pussy magnet? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nice. Um, they always say just go buy the stupidest thing you can think of. Like one of the most expensive because you have it. Like just get mm-hmm. that out of your system. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously it travel the world, Sweden, Norway, Iceland, uh, pay my daughter's debts off, uh, pay my parents' debts off, pay Layla's parents' debts off, yeah. and then just go to work work until the first person to piss me off and then just be like nope i'm out although once you win that kind of money people know you won that kind of money yeah. so yeah so it's they're almost simple. expecting you to quit yeah. yeah exactly all right the stick tap of the week sponsored by eric murray real estate with the remax avante team if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater moncton or surrounding area make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. All right. That brings us to the uh, 
Wildcast Wildcat of the Week, presented by Rosemary, Rosemary Lynn's Massage and Spa. Take advantage of their loyalty card as well. Uh, in the month of April, if you book an appointment, you are entered into a draw to win a gift basket worth uh, prizes over $600. Um, easiest way to put your name in that, give them a call, 506-830-1224, or drop in for a visit at 1224 Mountain Road. Um, my Wildcast Wildcat of the Week, eh. I don't really know. It's kind of tough when you have one game and then you have a 7-1 loss, but I think the guy I'm going to go with uh, kind of gave us a new hashtag uh, from game ah. from game one. Oh, yes. uh, and I, we oh, have yeah. no idea what happened. Um, he just scored that goal, a big goal, with three seconds. Take sec- the puck and you shoot down yes. the net. Um, with three seconds left in the second period, which, like I said, was a massive goal. You go up 3-0. nothing. Um, and maybe it's a little bit of a different story when uh, when Halifax gets their goal. But um, on the replay, Mr. Maxime Barbashev had a fishbowl. And he had the blood coming down his nose. And I tweeted, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. And uh, from dodgeball, took me a minute to figure <laughs> out what that one was. Um, and Instagram popped off on that one too. Um, big goal for him. Uh, he's only had that goal, obviously, in the, in the last series or in the last game. No one really played that great, but um, yeah, for playing, for coming back out, bloody nose with the fishbowl, scoring a big goal to give us that that next one to make sure that Halifax couldn't come back. Your Wildcats Wildcat of the week is number forty nine, Max Barbashev. Barbashev. Uh, Barbashev. Yes. Uh, don't forget, we will be at the local sports pub for Game Five this Sunday at two p.m. A rare playoff matinee affair. Um, depending on how this series goes for the Wildcats, we could be doing another show before that we might just let that one breathe and see what happens uh the week after um don't forget the 2023 qmjhl draft lottery is wednesday april 26th at 7 30 we're doing a live youtube for that we're going to try and wrangle up some guests kind of have a pre-show see where the balls drop as we have a 28 percent 28 percent chance of uh winning the draft lottery and uh and then maybe have a bit of a mock draft, depending on where we are. Have some have some uh, guests after as well. So April twenty sixth, seven thirty, live on. Well, it's at seven thirty. I'm guessing it'll probably be like last year, where it was like a forty five minute show before they dropped the. Oh, they'll interview all the GMs and yeah. uh, what do you think? Of your, what's your lucky? Uh, what do you have lucky <laughs> with you? And yeah. uh, you know what's uh, who's watching at home? And yeah. do you have your eye on a specific player? But at least Richie's there, not for our pick this year. He's, this, this is another year he's there. Um, but yeah, we'll be on there live, uh, Wednesday, April 26th, Jeremy and I will be on the YouTube with some guests and we'll, uh, we'll see if we get that number one pick overall in next year's draft in Sherbrooke, which again, we're going to be there. So, um, you're not getting rid of us yet. Don't forget to vote for our wonderful sponsors from now till June 1st on moncton.communityvotes.com, Antlers Whiskey Lounge, Eric Murray Realtor, and Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. Enjoy game three, four, five, and hopefully... We're looking at playing uh, a sixth. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.